a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Welcome out to the Yards After College podcast, the uh, regular season finale edition of the Yards After College podcast here, brought to you, uh, as always, here on KSOSports.com. I'm Sam Farnsworth, Kyle Ireland's on the other end of the microphone as well, as always, to uh, bring in the latest and greatest on our local players, the players with local ties, high school, college, whatever it may be, here to the state of Utah, who are playing in the National Football League, and uh it's great to be to be wrapping up the regular season, Kyle, because now we get to look forward to the playoffs. Yeah, this is like my favorite time of year other than Thanksgiving as far as like the football season's concerned for the NFL. I feel like Thanksgiving's like the mini Super Bowl, mini playoff kind of thing. <laughs> but then like now we're like we're actually to the games that matter. We don't have to watch the Colts play the Texans anymore. We don't have to watch the Broncos play the Raiders, you know, like. We're we're to some meaningful football games now, Sam, and uh, hopefully my voice holds up throughout this podcast. It's been <laughs> bad for the last couple of weeks, but uh, we're going to give it a go here to talk about some good football. Well, perfect. We got a lot to touch on and uh, kind of a condensed time frame here. So let's just, you know, I, I we're going to shake it up a little bit this week, Kyle. Normally, we kind of save my three stars till later in the in the program, but for this week, we're going to start it off with my three stars of the week and man what a great regular season finale for locals in the nfl segment every week that uh, jeremiah jensen does on kessel sports live which is on uh, kessel channel 5 every sunday at 10 45 p.m and and we were just loaded like he was making last second adjustments to this right before we we're going on the air it was fantastic so this week, there's a little bit of a theme to my three stars, and I'm sure you'll figure it out by the by the end of it. So let's get started with my uh, third star. Third star. Ellinger under center, and they go to the ground game. This is Zach Moss. Shot out of the cannon. Moss taking no prisoners.
Anderson was just the perfect tonic. Exactly the kind of coach that they needed at that moment. Zach Moss. Moss still on his feet. And he is in. Touchdown. Zach Moss flexing his muscle. Okay, there it is. My third star. The first time I believe he has ever been one of my three stars. Colts running back Zach Moss, the former University of Utah running back who is fantastic at the U. He's struggled to kind of find his fit in the NFL. And uh, midway through this season or partway through this season, he was moved from Buffalo over to Indianapolis. Of course, who knows what his future is with the Colts? They, they're, you know, they've got some good running backs in the stable there. But right now, Zach Moss, with the way injuries and things panned out, was the, uh, the bell cow back for the Colts here at the end of the season. Gets his first career 100-yard game, 18 carries, 114 yards, and a touchdown. I hope Zach Moss has found a fit for him in the NFL. Yeah, pretty cool moment for him in the season finale, Sam. Um, the fact that it was his first touchdown of the season after not finding the end zone uh, during his time in Buffalo, it really it just felt like, one, Buffalo didn't run the football hardly at all. I mean, you look at, like, Devin Singletary's numbers, or they traded for Naheem Hines from the Colts, and, like, he, he just hasn't been utilized in that way other than like, um, you know, they, they've used him on kick returns and stuff like that. But uh, Zach kind of just like fell into, you know, the, the back of that room there in Buffalo. And I, I think the fact that Jonathan Taylor had some injuries with his ankle and um, was out for the final few games of the season really gave the Colts an opportunity to let loose with Zach there and, uh, Deion Jackson, one of their other running backs, he had some fumbling issues there at the end of the season. So for him to kind of seize the opportunity that was presented to him where, you know, he, he when he was traded, didn't look like it was going to be an opportunity like this at the end of the season. And I don't think we're going to, you know, this performance isn't anything to really write home about. It's just a nod to, you know, him taking an opportunity and um, taking advantage of it. Because it was against the Houston Texans. Let's not like go crazy about it. But um, I, I think he's under contract for one more season. And I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'm going to, I don't know. This is crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts traded Jonathan Taylor. Uh, he's got one more deal or one more year left on his deal. Uh, I could see them packaging him and like trying to move up to the number one pick uh, with the Bears. It's just an interesting thing. I, I, I mean, I'm not going to say it's like a above 50% chance or anything like that, but it wouldn't shock me if something like that happened. And Zach showing some promise there at the end of the season is going to play well for him into finding a spot with the Colts next year. That would be very interesting to see how the Colts handled that. Even if they keep Jonathan Taylor, I think Moss could maybe be a much yeah. better fit as a complimentary back. In no, totally. Well. Yeah. I think he, I think he showed it well enough to say, Hey, this guy has got a chance to prove himself throughout the summer and into camp next year to be our RB two. If Jonathan Taylor comes back as, a, as that RB one next year. All right, let's move on to uh, the next one. Second star. Here is Algier. He's got a lot of running room. And he gets inside the 25-yard line. Keith Smith was part of that blocking for That was a lot of yards before anybody touched Algier. Here's Algier. And 
Algier slips ahead. Works it out to the 50-yard line. First down and a little more will give him a 1,000. Toss play. Pruitt blocking. And it is a 1,000-yard season for the rookie out of BYU, Tyler Algier. An incredible story, an incredible ascent to the top of this depth chart. And to hit that benchmark of a thousand yards and to do it as a rookie, very impressive. All right, there's my second star, Tyler Algier, making his way back into my three stars again. And it's for multiple reasons. He had an outstanding regular season finale 24 carries 135 yards on the ground these last four games of the regular season have been the version of tyler algier byu fans got used to seeing every week uh running for the cougars we're starting to see that in the nfl now so he had his 135 yard game but not only that he eclipsed the 1000 yard mark he became the first byu running back to ever rush for a thousand yards in an nfl season uh by doing so and there's been some great BYU running backs. It's not like BYU is ever a running back factory, so it's not that shocking that it's taken this long, but that's pretty cool to have that asterisk next to your name now. Not only that, his 1,035 yards on the season came on 210 carries. That's almost five yards per carry. That is production right there, especially considering that the Falcons for much of the year were kind of rotating backs, even up to four different running backs, right? And Tyler Algier, I think, has cemented himself as the guy. When they drafted him, they said they are hoping that they had a three-down guy. I think maybe he is that guy for, for uh, Atlanta moving forward. And, man, what a way to start an NFL career. Like you, like you mentioned there, he didn't really kind of solidify himself as that, you know, lead back until probably middle of the season at the earliest point. And then it was really towards that latter third of the year where, he really kind of came on. He finished the year number 14 in rushing yards, Sam. He was a top <laughs> 15 back, and he didn't play as the starting running back all season long, which is just amazing to me because, I mean, you, you think about it, like there's some pretty good running backs in the NFL. Um, I guess he, you've got, you know, Justin Fields is ahead of him as a quarterback, so he's probably 13th there as the running back. But I think given a full season as the starting running back, Tyler can put himself up there next year as probably like top seven, eight running back in the NFL. If he keeps up this production, um, really impressive to see. And I, I think the cool part about it is he's got some of that home run ability where yeah. I, I didn't necessarily think that he had that as an NFL back. Right. And it's been pretty cool to see him be able to break some of those, you know, 50 yard runs. Um, hopefully, you know, Atlanta you know, continues to use him. And I think that they will because, you know, they've got a young quarterback in Desmond Ritter. So you, you don't want to necessarily just like throw everything even into, you know, a young quarterback like him next season as well. You kind of want to bring him along slowly, whereas Tyler's proven himself already. So pretty cool situation and uh, fun to see him, you know, getting uh, getting that thousand yard. It's, it's one of those marks, you know, you, as an NFL running back, if you hit yeah. that thousand mark, you're like, okay, that was a, that was a really good season. And you know, you 17 games compared to 16 games. I mean, you know, it is what it is, right. But no <laughs> yeah. one's going to think of it like that anymore uh, in, in the future, really. The um, 1100 yard backs. Right. Right. It, you know, a thousand yards is still the benchmark. It's still quite 
a feat to to reach for and to accomplish. Yeah. All right, let's wrap up my three stars. First star, let's go! First and goal for the Lions from inside the one. Goff turns, gives Jamal Williams right side end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Yes, sir. Hey, congrats, bro. Thank you. Boy, was that beautiful. It opened up on the right side, and Jamal took it home. First touchdown of the night, 16th of the year, tying Barry Sanders' franchise record for most touchdowns rushing in a single season. That's what they're talking about around here. They're talking about around here. Golf turns, gifts to Jamal. Jamal head down, fighting, trying to get in at the one-yard line. Did he break the plane? No, they're going to say inside the one, it'll be third and goal. Well, he was in. Third and goal for the Lions from the six-inch line. Goff out of the gun. Hands to Jamal. This time he's in. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Yes, sir. That's right. Hey, congratulations, bro. Second of the night for Jamal Williams, 17th of the year, breaking Barry Sanders' all-time franchise record for rushing touchdowns in a single season. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Number one, you've got the theme by now. We're staying on the ground for all three. Running backs all day for week 18 of the season. Number one star, Jamal Williams. What a season he has had you know he's been a great complimentary running back throughout his career he's a locker room favorite a team favorite I guess that's the same thing a fan favorite and in Detroit all of that followed him to Detroit and he quickly became a favorite there well now they gave him the ball and injuries might have given him more of an opportunity with Swift going down at times during the year but really he took control of, of being that primary ball carrier for the Detroit Lions this year and he eclipsed the 1,000 yard mark did so in the Sunday night game. So he became the second ever BYU running back to rush for more than 1,000 yards in an NFL season by doing so this season. Did it on 262 carries. It took him more. He averaged four yards per carry. But here, here's the stat everyone's going to remember. It's going to go down in Lions history for a very long time. The 17 rushing touchdowns, two of them on the final game of the year to eclipse Barry Sanders' record that was set back in 1991. I'm telling you, Jamal Williams, they love this guy so much. I don't know if you saw his post-game interview on NBC, how he was crying, talking about his grandfather. And then on the next question, he quickly changed those tears to that same fiery, uh, fun attitude that we know Jamal Williams to have. And he said, you know, don't let the tears fool you. This dog, uh, this mug is all dog, you know. And so what a great, uh, I mean, he is one of the great sports personalities and just a great football player. And it's so awesome to see him rewarded with such a successful season this year it's pretty crazy sam you talk about you know household names like jamal became a household name for nfl fans this year right like everybody knows who jamal williams is it's like kind of like how Taysom hill became like a a gimmicky you know name but like everybody knew who he was it was a household name it's like jamal and tyler like becoming those which is pretty cool to see um i just 
you look at his season, it's amazing. He had six games with multiple rushing touchdowns, and that's pretty hard to do. Um, pretty pretty impressive to put up the numbers he did. I, I do wish that they ran him more, like you said, like only 262 carries. Um, it would have been cool to see, you know, if if they would have utilized him a little bit more. But, uh, I mean, their offense was like a top five offense, so who am I to say that they weren't using him right, right? But uh, the one thing that I will say, that uh, – that mark about Barry Sanders, I mean, ever since I was a little kid, Sam, you know, learning about football, I was like, always like Barry Sanders, Barry Sanders was like the iconic running back. Like ever since I was a little kid, like, you know, my dad and my uncles, my grandpa, like talking to me about football, I was like, Barry Sanders was like the running back that, you know, all these guys would model their games after he was like the, the, the focal point for, for running back. So pretty cool to see Jamal get that, that record. Yeah, Barry Sanders, I, he played at the same time as Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith, a lot of people consider him as one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time. I'll tell you this. If, hey, if Barry Sanders, Sanders ran behind, yes. If Barry Sanders ran behind the Cowboys offensive line, right. he would have crushed every rushing record in the books. Yeah, exactly. Barry Sanders in my book and Jim Brown, uh Gary P- uh not Gary Payton. Uh Walter uh, Payton. Uh, Walter Payton, I'm sorry. Uh those are the th- those three are the greatest. Shout out to the backs. Sonics. <laughs> yes, go Sonic. Anyway, those three are the greatest running backs of all time in my book. And now yeah. Jamal Williams broke one of one of uh, Sanders' records. So, all right, Kyle, let's uh, let's have a little fun real quick and look back at some of our preseason predictions and how they kind of went. All right, Sam, we've got uh, MVP. I said Fred Warner. You said Garrett Balls. These are the local picks. And yeah. I, I think that, you know, Fred's up there. I don't know if he's going to, you know, if he would end up winning that award for us, um, but he'd be up there. He's pretty close. Pro Bowl player this year. Um, yep. Garrett he was Balls, voted man. all pro by his peers. Yeah, he yeah, no, for pro. sure. I mean, that's a, that's pretty crazy. Lot. I don't know. that that. I don't know how I feel about the players poll. It's first year they've done it, but yeah, pretty <laughs> cool to see. Um, Garrett Bowles, unfortunate injury. So I think you, uh, you, you, uh, you know, with that pick, Sam, it's okay. Well, I understand where yeah, you're we'll going. Just, just I, I understood where you're going. Uh, rookie of the year. I think we both hit on this, Sam. I'm going to say it's a, it's a toss up here between Tyler Algier for me. Devin Lloyd was your pick. I think both of those guys, uh, let's give them co MVP awards for that yeah. because they were both outstanding this season. Uh, breakout player of the year, Sam. I think we both failed on this. I'm going to give you the edge though. Uh, I said Zach Wilson. That clearly did not happen. Uh, maybe breakdown player of the year for that. Um, <laughs> but uh, Bobby Wagner was your pick. I thought Bobby had a nice season. Uh, right. What wasn't to the level of like Fred Warner, where it's a Pro Bowl caliber year. Like, you know, I I probably thought he was going to continue to play at that. But the Rams just were a mess this year. Uh, and then comeback player of the year. I don't know how I feel about this because I obviously am a Colts fan. But both of right. us picked Julian Blackman coming off of his injury he was he was banged up earlier in the year too he had an ankle injury and i just i feel like there was a little bit that i was left wanting from julian and so i'm gonna give him a pass on the year and see how he comes back next year um but he had some nice moments down the stretch there all right we got to wrap this up quick because i know uh, i know you got to go um but mvp as a whole award uh you had justin herbert i had patrick mahomes I think Herbert's a nice pick. I just don't think that anybody's surpassing what Mahomes no. did this year. No, no. 
Um, offensive player of the year. I actually think that you had a nice shot here with Jamar Chase had he not gotten hurt. Yeah. My pick, Jonathan Taylor, he just – the Colts were terrible this year. Their offensive line was good, and he was hurt as well. So, bad pick by me. Uh, defensive player of the year. I think we both were hurt by injuries on this one, Sam. Yeah, for sure. We had, we yeah. had TJ Watt, who missed a bunch of the earlier por- portion of the season, came back, you know, later part of the year. And then Von Miller, for me, it was just like – Halfway through the year, that pick was shot. Um, I thought he was playing nice until that point he in time, was though. Great. Uh, he he came out of a cannon to start the year. Oh my gosh, he was amazing. Uh, rookie of the year, I'm going to give you the edge here. You had Trayvon Walker with the Jags, and I had Kyle Hamilton with the Ravens, uh, who you know still coming off the bench there. I just I don't yeah. know. not a fan there with that pick, but <laughs> I liked your pick with Trayvon Walker. I thought he was a beast down the stretch for the the Jaguars. Um, and then coach of the year, you ran away with this one, Sam. I said, Josh <laughs> McDaniels, who by the end of the season, that pick didn't look as bad as it did like week eight. <laughs> that pick was so bad. Week seven, eight, nine, uh, they came, you know, picked up some games down the stretch, but Doug Peterson was your pick. And my gosh, yeah. he might actually end up winning that award uh, because the Jaguars made the postseason and they were had the number one pick the last two years. So uh, credit to you, Sam. That was an awesome pick. Thanks. I'll give myself the claps then for that. That was fun. It's always fun to go back and see where our picks are at and and kind of how they they turned out at the end of the year and how wrong I usually am. <laughs> but, yeah. But they're always fun to do, and it's fun uh, to- just real quick before we move on to talking about previewing the playoffs, real quick because I know you got like you know a few minutes left. Um, I had the NFC champion as the Green Bay Packers. And you had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So your team is still in the fight. Uh, the Packers, unfortunately, lost on Sunday Night Football in Week 18. So uh, my my team's out there. We both had the Buffalo Bills as AFC champions and Super Bowl champions. Yeah. So uh, I think we're all chips in on the Bills there, Sam. Yeah, hey, and I like their chances. I still do. I know the Chiefs are going to have a lot to say about it. Um, maybe even the, the Bengals make some noise there. But I'm not seeing a lot of other teams in the AFC that make me too nervous when it comes and ha- to that. And how cool field. would it be with like this whole DeMar Hamlin situation leading into week 18? Like it would just be a pretty cool storybook. Like they they'll, they would make m- movies about, I mean, they're going to probably make movies about the DeMar Hamlin situation anyway, or like a 30 for 30 or something. Yeah. But uh, if they end up winning the Super Bowl, that would just be pretty cool. Yeah, no kidding. And, um, you know, I, I, I had friends who were, disappointed and upset that they weren't able to complete that game uh, at some point because of the implications and seeding and whatnot. And I'm just like, come on guys, you got to be joking, right? Uh, There's so many different reasons why they shouldn't complete the game. DeMar being the number one reason, the last reason on that list being delaying the entire playoffs by a whole week, just to fit in one more game is just ridiculous too. Um, But the fact that those two teams could end up meeting in the playoffs, um, you know, that would be that. Hey, what better way to settle it than in the postseason, right? So we'll see where it all goes. Uh, Sam, last thing before we wrap up, we've got a bunch of guys here that are in the playoffs. Uh, some of them are making their uh, postseason debuts, which is pretty cool to see. Um, might get Tyler Huntley starting on uh, Sunday Night Football, which would be pretty cool. That's hopefully, wild. yeah. Hopefully, he's able to go this week because of that injury there. With I think he's got multiple injuries with his throwing shoulder and arm and mm-hmm. wrist or whatever. Um, 
but Devin Lloyd, for instance, uh, first time in the playoffs, you know, there's, there's a bunch of guys you can go to kslsports.com. I've got a uh, local players who made the playoffs. Um, but Sam, just uh, real quick before we wrap it up, who are the, who are the guys that you're most excited to see in the playoffs as far as the locals are concerned? Well, I'm going back to the guy I was most excited to see at the beginning of the year. I'm going with uh, Devin Lloyd again with the Jaguars, because again, that's a team that's got, I think a chance to make a little bit of playoff noise here, a team that certainly uh, reached or exceeded any expectations they had for their squad this year. And the way that Devin has played, that would just be so awesome for him to have a playoff moment, right? A a big sack or an interception or something like that against uh, the chargers on Saturday. So I'm looking forward to that game and to Devin Lloyd in the playoffs, seeing what he can do. And then, you know, Fred Warner is another guy that I would like to see have a successful postseason run. He's put together a pretty decent NFL career to this point. It'd be nice for him to, to kind of add a nice postseason run to that now. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. We've got uh, Dalton Schultz, who I'm interested to watch on Monday Night Football. Uh, the Cowboys, I think they're going to have some pressure on them. Tampa Bay looked pretty good last week, and so – uh, and the Cowboys look terrible. Um, yeah. So I'm interested to see how they play. And then last one for you, Sam, uh, just a couple of the coaches, Andy Reed with the chiefs interested yep. to see if he can take them back to the super bowl. And then Brian Johnson, uh quarterback coach with the uh, Eagles who have both of those coaches have uh first round buys as the number one seed. So we won't see him this week in the wild card round, but next week in the divisional round, it'll be uh, interesting to see how they, uh, kind of go as uh, the playoffs go throughout those next couple of weeks. As long as someone by the end of the year with the local tie gets a Super Bowl ring, that'd be pretty cool. So let's hopefully, hopefully that happens for us. Um, yeah. Well, Kyle, I think that's it for this week. It's time to focus on the playoffs now. What do you say? Let's go. I appreciate it. All right. I, I'm here for it. Um, we'll be back next week and uh, hopefully we've got some uh, fun games that we can talk about. Yeah, we certainly will. All right. And of course you can follow all of the, the, what do they call it? Super wildcard weekend now, I think, or whatever. You can follow all of it on uh, super awesome, amazing wildcard weekend. (laughs) Yeah. KSLsports.com and on KSL sports live Sunday night, 1045. All right. That's it for Kyle Ireland. I'm Sam Barnes. This is the college podcast. Thanks for listening. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.